0: In this podcast, the Ontario Medical Association looks at current issues of interest in healthcare. Spotlight on Health gives you all the straight talk. We're Ontario's doctors, and your health matters to us. I'm Georgia Ballogianis for the Ontario Medical Association. February is Black History Month, and it is as good a time as any to reflect on Black patients' issues with healthcare. In this first part of a two-part series, physicians delve into the reasons behind the lack of trust that many in the Black community feel towards the medical profession. Dr. Majolo Mole is a general surgeon and breast surgical oncologist with the Scarborough Health Network, as well as a board member of Black Physicians of Ontario.
1: We talk often about inclusion and diversity, but what we always miss out is equity. And equity is basically saying, you know what, your road to get here is different from X's role to get here and trying to level out that playing field. And that really, truly starts from high school. I don't know how many people knew how to become a doctor. If you have affluency, you might have neighbors who are physicians. But if you're someone who does not have that background, or if your family is a new immigrant here, you don't really know what that looks like, minus when you see your family doctor every once in a while for your checkups. I always like to point out that Black is a social construct. All of us have very different experiences. But what we can say is that the majority of Ontarians don't have a Black physician. And so the importance of seeing someone that represents what you want to achieve just helps push you further along. I was in medical school from 2003 to 2007. And back then, maybe there were words, but we didn't talk openly about systemic racism. We didn't talk about what microaggressions were. I was singled out and told that I was not eloquent and that I was not a good speaker, that my presentation was lacking. And anyone that knows me is that I am a great speaker. You're in tears and you feel vulnerable, but you don't really know what's happening. But that is a very common experience for students. And it's still a common experience for them because there's a lot of implicit bias in medicine. People will like to say, well, I'm not a racist, but I'm like, you know what? We're not talking about calling people names. Oftentimes white supremacy presents itself in you expecting a student because they come from this background to be a certain way. It's the same as asking a Black student, well, like, you know, but where are you really from? And the majority of these kids, they're like, they are 23, they're all born here. It singles out people and it's like an otherness that presents itself in medicine. And unfortunately, those things are still happening. My experience is not unique. And what has happened and what I'm heartened by is the fact that we're having open conversations about what white supremacy in medicine looks like. Sometimes it's the implicit biases that and sometimes explicit that we have towards people. Even a lot of the ways where we describe conditions that have to do with Black patients started with very degrading terms from chattel slavery. There's a long history of experimentation on Black people. If we're in Canada, the majority of us are experienced were either from the Caribbean or from the African continent diaspora. And so there is a legacy of that within the healthcare system. There's a legacy of being ignored, of being minimized. Even if you look at gynecology, Miriam J. Sims, who's supposed to be the father of gynecology, he performed surgeries and examinations on Black slave women without anesthesia. And so a lot of those experiences are still within the realm of the Black experience in Ontario. And so oftentimes, if they've been dismissed, if they've been looked down upon, they have a distress because nothing has proven that's shown them that you have their best interests at heart. When you also don't have representation of people who look like you offering the care, you're kind of like, well, why would I take this? There's a chance that it might not work out. There's a chance that they're performing experiments on me or that they're giving me an inferior treatment. And then on top of that, when we talk about clinical trials and we can't enroll Black patients, but you don't have educational material about it that reflects them, that looks like them, you're not going to have those people wanting to join those trials. Black History Month for me is every month, (laughs) Every month that I focus on the experience of my black patients. It informs my experience as a black woman in Canada, as an immigrant to Canada, it really informs the way I relate to my patients, the way I relate to my colleagues.
0: Dr. Quadro Carmanng is an ICU and palliative care physician and the head of critical care at Ottawa Hospital and hosts the podcast Solving Healthcare.
2: The reason it's so important to have representation is because it impacts patient care. When we know that based on the color of your skin, the ability to get pain meds, for example, in an emergency room is impacted. Maternal fetal health outcomes are impacted based on the the color of your skin. And One of the strongest antidotes to deal with some of these systemic issues is representation. A lot of people don't know this is a possibility. They're not seeing their friends or family members achieve these great achievements. So when we look at our young students in Ontario, people of color were more likely to be pushed towards doing the trades. And that has so many issues. Like when you're not getting a chance to are being swayed into going a direction that might not be where you want to go in terms of being a doctor, being an engineer. That's systemic and it holds a lot of people of color down. And at the same time, because of these barriers, you're seeing less people that look like you in a medical setting in a hospital or in a doctor's office. And a lot of people don't realize that that's their potential. One of my... Number one roles as a physician is to establish rapport or or establish trust. And because of some historic events, when it comes to the black community, there's not always trust in the medical field. And we saw that during the pandemic. We saw that with vaccine hesitancy and our role is to establish trust. How do we get there? One of the main ways that we need to do this is to listen. Solutions come from the community. Well, let's go to them and hear what their concerns are. When you think of, for example, the Tuskegee experiments, which, yes, was a long time ago, but this is when young Black men acquired syphilis and went untreated and were allowed to dement and eventually die for the sake of science. When this happens to somebody that might be your great uncle, your grandfather, and similar stories have happened throughout history, there'll be a level of mistrust and So this is where taking the time, educating, going to the community and addressing their concerns is essential. And and it's not a top-down solution. It's got to come from the community. Black History Month, I don't know if I put much thought into it before, before George Floyd, if I'm being honest. Just at some point, it was just enough and you realized what your people have gone through, what your people have are continuing to go through, it just just made you think like, we all need to do more. We all need to be educated more. We need to address some of these systemic issues and not tolerate it anymore. Like it just, to me, this month is a month to remind yourself to be courageous, to say your story, to advocate, to be a role model, to be an example for others, including my own children, it's just something now that means a lot more than it used to.
0: Dr. Quinetta Sukuo is an emergency medicine physician with the Chatham-Kent Health Authority and an adjunct professor at the Shuluk School of Medicine and Dentistry at Western University.
3: issues of both implicit and explicit bias in healthcare system tend to cause potential harm on the long run, especially to Black people, and this can lead to premature death. What ends up happening is that instead of them getting the treatment they're expected to get or seeking this treatment, they delay, they only end up showing up when it's very late or when complications are setting. So it's important that Black patients are able to see Black physicians like them if possible, and also other Black healthcare providers. I feel this might minimize the feeling of implicit and explicit bias in the system. I once had a patient that I remember saying to him that, Why didn't you call the ambulance? I mean, this was a black patient. Why did you bring your child in this late? And uh, you should have gotten the ambulance. Your child is very sick. And I remember him saying that, oh, they did. They did call and they came out to the house and they told them, oh, everything is, it's okay. You know, they can call your family doctor in a few days. That didn't sit well with me because... I felt this child, under any circumstances, should have been brought straight to the emergency room. The parents shouldn't have been advised that. Black people, if they tell you their pain is five, it can be more than that. And sometimes they try not to uh, resist or insist or try to make you serious with them just because they feel that you don't believe them. And once they feel you don't believe what they are saying, their response might be that they will just go quiet. I was quick to learn when I arrived in Canada that certain ethnicity or certain group of patients, if they present to your emergency room and they tell you their pain is five, their pain is not five, their pain is ten you need to take them very seriously. Okay, they talk about systemic racism. Oh, these black people, they complain about this. Let me make an effort and find out why do black people feel this way? What can we do to make black people not feel this way? And what is systemic racism? Unfortunately, Systemic racism is something that has been there for a long time. It's been there for over a hundred years. It dates back to when Blacks were slaves. So it's not really something that can be wiped out just in the month of February, no. The importance of Black History Month uh, to Black Canadians and uh, overall population it's that time that we should uh, recognize and celebrate the achievement of Black Canadians and their communities. It's also a time where non-Black should try to learn a little bit about the Black Canadians. It's a time to celebrate with them how their contributions as also help to make Canada a culturally diverse country.
0: Dr. Cheberi Anyabuchi Obuneke is a family physician in Sudbury and the International Medical Graduate Coordinator at Northern Ontario School of Medicine.
4: In our society at the moment, we understand that there is implicit bias. So when we are talking about the Black population, one thing that stands out is the racism. People from all walks of life are in the society, including physicians. So those implicit biases would negatively impact the decisions that they make in the healthcare industry in terms of how they are listened to for their symptoms, how seriously they are taking, and ultimately the diagnosis and the management plan. And it's not because the person trying to help them has set out to uh, make life difficult or not help them in their full capacity. But it, it's just that implicit bias. It's, they don't see it as something wrong and they don't even realize that, that that is has been happening. And that basically plays a negative role and impacts the health of the Black population in that way. Something that we haven't mentioned about is the mistrusts the Black people may have when it comes to dealing with the healthcare field, because of historical experiences. Because when you get the trust, you get the rapport. When you get the rapport, it's a lot easier for you to communicate or help the patients. And how best to get somebody's trust if you understand the culture of the person, if you understand the language of the person, and if you understand their, their social belief system, and with your professional knowledge, you are able to tailor it to the needs of that individual. Black patients that are cared for by Black physicians has better outcome as compared to when they are cared for by non-Black physicians. So that speaks to that cultural competence that the Black physicians brings to the table. And that is even why it is more important to ensure that you have an increase in the number of black physicians, it, that needs to be a proportional representation of the population that we serve. From a professional point of view, I kind of look at it as a time, Black History Month, of deep reflection on what more the current generation can do to try to help our society To be more equitable for the black population but also celebrating the successes because when you celebrate it it gives you encouragement to do more and that can only break those walls down it doesn't change what has happened in the past but we shouldn't always be looking at the past we can learn from it and i believe that we are learning from it but then we just have to move forward and try to make sure that those mistakes are not made anymore
0: Dr. Clover Hemens is a family physician in Halton Region and the chair of governance for the Canadian Medical Protective Association. Being black is not
5: a one-horse cart. Within the black lived experience and the black population, there is a tremendous variety of places where we come from, experiences, culturally, religious familial, many of which have cross understanding, but not necessarily all of them. So we need to be mindful that we're not talking about just one individual. There's not just the one black person, but there are so many commonalities in terms of the structures that are in place that have been used to measure us, to comment on us, to, to bring bias upon us, that there are some common experiences that just by being in someone's presence that looks like you, there is this sort of shared understanding that there is gonna be some ways and some means to be heard. People don't live in a singular context. So the mistrust they have in the healthcare system is really part and parcel of the mistrust and anxiety they have about how they've been treated many many times whether overtly or covertly so the little microaggressions, the death by a thousand cuts my favorite one is having grown up here since I was seven is somebody's telling me my your English is good some of the biases that people assume the minute they see you. and not to mention the fact that I actually come from a country where English is the first language but nonetheless and so We're not immune to what we see, we hear, word of mouth, as well as what we experience. And over time, and with a considerable, I'd say, social interaction, you get to hear all the various harassments, et cetera. So you're expecting just one more thing, and often it happens. Back in the 1800s, somehow, Slavery was good for Black people. I don't know if you're going to believe this, but this was something that was blocked. And they felt that Black people wouldn't survive well in environments that were kind of cold without being slaves and that they had a primitive neurological system and hence they didn't feel pain. And so the continual idea still to this day that, for example, when people come in with their sickle cell crises, they just don't have as much pain as you think they should have or they're drug seekers. And up until recently, certainly when I was in med school, they still perpetuated the idea that Black people had different results, kidney function tests, pulmonary function tests that were based on some kind of racial profiling when in fact it's turned out to be incorrect. And so I'm encouraged by the fact that they're putting their foot down and saying, no, no, it's just not okay. So when you're surrounded by continual, systemic, entrenched ideas that are really hard to remove, you could see why people are afraid to come in because they have fear that something's going to happen to them without their permission, without their sense of personal agency, they will be discriminated against and treated without humanity. I am enthusiastic and I am encouraged, but I'm also very much aware that physicians and faculty come from the same society as everyone else and have Similar biases that are not necessarily diminished or removed by education. Black History Month for me personally provided an opportunity when I first was exposed to it to see that Black people mattered, that they were in fact part of history, they were not a footnote. So Seeing how Blacks actually shaped our society and continues to shape society is important. It gives an opportunity for those who may not have as much exposure to get to learn more. And I'm really hoping when we do that, a sense of connection occurs, the idea that we're all part of the same humanity.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the Ontario Medical Association and is edited and produced by Jody Crawford Productions. To learn more about the Ontario Medical Association, please visit oma.org.